so nice to be with like a whole bunch of people all in the same place at the same time. You know, we're, we might make this a habit, I don't know. So this is the second home assignment that we have been right here on the Sunday before we leave to go back to Papua New Guinea. And it's a, really it's a wonderful way for us to end our time in the United States. I would ask you pray for us that the flights don't get canceled and that we do actually get to leave on Saturday. And pray for our team back there. Dr. Erin Meyer is the, is the doc that was sharing in the video. And I just got a text from her last night stating that we have just doubled our respiratory isolation ward because we're seeing more cases of COVID. And we have just received 12 new oxygen concentrators from the WHO to help meet the needs there. So pray for us as we go back. Those early pictures that you saw, um, I just recently was kind of rereading the story of Wanda and Sidney Knox when they first went to Papua New Guinea in 1955. You know, when they got on the plane and they left to go to Papua New Guinea, the church didn't own any land there. There was no house for them set up. They didn't know a single soul in Papua New Guinea. My, how things have changed over the years. Both on the side of starting and growing the church and on the side of meeting needs through healthcare, ministering to people in that way. The first medical clinic, some of those pictures came from this time frame. The first medical clinic was started by Mary Alice Condor in 1958, and now we've progressed to a 130-bed hospital. We're very busy. Our emergency room is busy. The inpatient, outpatients, labor ward, um, our laboratory, x-ray, ultrasound, all very busy. We have a full scope of surgical services that we provide. Numerous clinics around the country and our Nazarene College of Nursing. So, now what? Are we done? Do we need medical missionaries in Papua New Guinea? Is God still calling missionaries to Papua New Guinea? These are all very good questions. You know, we were taught early in our missionary career that the goal of a good missionary is to work yourself out of a job. That means training nationals to take your place, to carry on the work, to take ownership, to share the excitement and the burden of continuing to meet the many physical and spiritual needs around them. Nazarene missions in PNG has greatly evolved over the course of the last 66 years. At Nazarene Hospital, we employ about 230 men and women of PNG. Missionaries fill just 12 positions at the hospital. Our focus as missionary doctors is different than it once was. I mean, certainly our goal is still to do our very best to provide good health care to all of the patients that come to the hospital. But really, what we want 
is to see that those needs or a majority of those needs are met by our national staff, right? So our focus is becoming more the investing in the lives of our workers, helping to teach them and encourage our staff and really the whole health system as a whole. And we want our staff to be growing. We want them to be healthy and growing in their walk with the Lord. And so that, too, is one of our focuses. So as you know, Susan is a pediatrician, a doctor, and I am an ordained elder in the church. So I work on the mission or the field. Well, it's all mission, but I work on the field side of things. And on the church side, we have 14 districts in Papua New Guinea. We have a Bible college. We have a teacher's college. And all of our churches are pastored by national pastors. 13 of the 14 districts are, uh, all have a, dist a national district superintendent. And our colleges are completely run by national leadership. God has been working and doing amazing things in Papua New Guinea over these past 66 years. As Susan said, when the Noxes came and there was nothing to what there is today and what is taking place in Papua New Guinea. And he is not done. God is also calling some of our PNG brothers and sisters into missionary work. For instance, Peter and Jenny Isaac, a great couple, and a little side note, they both were greatly involved with radio ministry when we started that so many years ago. But God changed his focus on their lives, and they are now and have been missionaries to Vanuatu for 15 years. God is using his people to grow the church around the Melanesia and South Pacific field. Now we are seeing God raising up PNG pastors to serve as lay missionaries in Papua New Guinea. And this is really exciting. God is using six pastors, national pastors, to start a new work. It's the pioneer areas that they are going into, areas where we as a church of the Nazarene have not yet entered. And this is some very exciting work that is going on. God is opening doors in that area, and the church is moving forward. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then? Can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? 
As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Romans 10. In the western province of Papua New Guinea in a place called Kiyunga. Kiunga. Near the Indonesian border, the beautiful feet of Pastor John Henry is going out and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pastor John is originally from the Chimbu district, where he took eight churches and in five years turned those eight churches into 60 churches. Pastor John is a church planter extraordinaire. And God has called him and his family to move into an area where the church of the Nazarene is not yet. So that people can hear about the word of God. At his commissioning service, a local Baptist pastor and church leaders were there and they wanted to know if they could give financially and in prayers to help support what Pastor John is now doing. Why? Because he had been actively mentoring those people. And God has used him wherever he's been to help the church. His two sons, Nelson and Joshua, they're pastors also, and they are joining him in opening this new work. They will also be in Ki, I got to stop and sometimes think, Kiyunga, to help get a house built, establish the mission there, and then they will be going out to two areas, Balimo and another area. And in the Balimo area, where the one son will be starting a church, there are already people there wanting to be a part of the Nazarene church and this work. And also some people have already begun taking classes that John Henry is offering in the Kiunga area. God is amazing. I remember a few years ago, maybe five or ten or so years ago, uh, our doctors were sitting around a table uh, in the morning, one morning before going over to the wards, and there were just six of us at that time, and three of them were approaching retirement. And we were just discussing the fact of, you know, what are we going to do? What's, what's this going to look like in a few more years? Um, how is God going to make this work? We had no new doctors on the horizon, but God had a plan. He was already working on three global fronts to meet our needs at Nazarene Hospital. In the past seven years, there have been eight missionary doctors from the U.S. and one from Australia join our team at Kujip. There are still amazing things coming out of Nazarene Hospital through missionaries. God is still calling young people to medical overseas missions, and that's exciting. In that same time frame, we have had four new PNG doctors join our team. PNG has a shortage of doctors. And so this is a very crucial way that we can impact 
the healthcare system in PNG by helping to train these young doctors. And we have the advantage then of putting a special emphasis on how God can use them, these new young doctors, to meet both spiritual and physical needs of the sick that they care for. Nazarene Hospital has been approved by PNG's uh, medical school to take medical students, have them rotate through our facility. We're also an approved training site for training the Masters of Rural Medicine Residency Program participants and also those in the General Surgery Residency Program. We have made educating national doctors in PNG an important part of our mission. In the Oro province of Papua New Guinea, the beautiful feet of Pastor Noki Pep are taking the good news of Jesus to a, call, a town called Popendetta. Popendetta is on the north coast of PNG, and Pastor Noki is a pastor and a teacher and will be a pioneer area coordinator in Popendetta. He has been active and has taught and been a part of both the Melanesia Nazarene Bible College and the Nazarene Teachers College in Papua New Guinea. While preparing for the commissioning service, for Pastor Noki and his family, it was discovered that our DS, our district superintendent for the Jawaka North District, had a brother named Bruce, who's on the district advisory board for the Jawaka uh, District. But what we did not know and now know is that he is not only doing business in Popendetta, but as a layman, he has already begun the work of opening a church in Popendetta. God is building his church. This, this ground that he's been working on to build this church belonged to another ministry, but they're no longer meeting there. And the infrastructure is already there. There's a ministry center and a house already on this land. God was moving the pieces into place before any of our Pac-Men, I like that, um, pioneer area coordinators. You have to be from the 80s to really appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> but these Pac-Men, before they ever stepped foot on this property, God was moving pieces into place. God has also put in place a wonderful young man by the name of Jethro. Jethro is a graduate of our Nazarene College of Nursing. He's a wonderful guy that we got to know when he was a student there. But he has been in Popendetta now for several years working as a nurse in a clinic setting there. He's in place. He's excited. I just had the opportunity about six, well, maybe more like seven months ago now, to see him when he was in Kujip visiting a wonderful young man, pray for these guys as they are opening up new area that the church has not been in. God is already preparing the way and there are people already in these areas and in Popendetta who want to be a part of the Church of the Nazarene. Including Jethro, there are nine people already waiting 
for the church to begin and to be a part of the church of the Nazarene. As many of you may know, I felt called to missions when I was 13. So I find it very exciting and it warms my heart when I hear about others who are, who are being called, who are sensing that God is speaking to them specifically about being involved in overseas mission in some way. Matt Woodley is an emergency medicine doc who just joined our staff, well, not just, it's been since 2017, but I asked him if he would share his testimony and I'm just gonna read a portion of what he shared with me. He says, growing up as a pastor's child, I wanted to emulate my father in his ministry as a pastor. As I grew older, I also realized my heart for the poor, particularly internationally, and my love of science and medicine. Since middle, middle school, I have felt a strong calling towards becoming a medical missionary. A medical missionary, Dr. Joe Harvey, spoke to our youth group, and I was hooked. He spoke of how he can impact both the body and soul of people at their most desperate need. What better way to serve the God that understood and saved me than for me to understand, serve, and tell others of his great love for them? Throughout the Bible, God talks of serving the poor, the widowed, the orphan, or collectively the least of these. Medicine is a practical tool to heal, to serve, and to ultimately show the love of Christ. In Alotau, on the Milne Bay province, is our next pioneer area that we are opening up in Papua New Guinea. And our pioneer area coordinator, Pac-Man, is Andrew Ken. And Andrew Ken is a wonderful friend of ours. He has been the chaplain at our Nazarene uh, College of Nursing until God called and he said yes. And he and his family will be moving and are moving to the Milne Bay province. Alotau is a tourist location and the land there is very scarce. It's scarce because one family owns a good half amount of that land and that land is all pretty much commercial so it is very expensive land in Alotau in this tourist city that is on the ocean and to buy land there is almost virtually impossible at this point but Andrew went to do his scouting of the area that he was heading into, and he met Captain Narara. Now, Captain Narara is a pilot. Well, he's actually a retired pilot now of a 747 flying out of Dubai. But he now lives in Milne Bay. And Andrew, having met him, recognized the name. That sounds familiar. And he asked him about it. And it turns out that indeed... Captain Narada's father was the carpenter 66 years ago who helped the missionaries begin the building of Kujip Station when they entered and started the new work in Papua New Guinea. God is amazing in how he works things out. 
as they made this connection, and then between other connections that Andrew didn't even realize were in Alotau, things have really began to move forward. God has brought a small group of people together to become the nucleus of the work in Alotau. Finding land is difficult, as I said, because it's pretty much commercial. But God directed Andrew and Captain Narada to a place, to a man, outside of the town, just outside of the town. Literally, I mean, they are neighboring where the commercial property ends. And God has blessed them with Waki and his family. And they have agreed to sell them land and it's oceanfront property. It's 300 to 400,000 kina less than land that would have been purchased in the city of Alatau. God is working. And it's also already has infrastructure on it because a church was there at one time and a dispute erupted. And they have moved away. And yet, there's a ministry center and a house. God is moving. And he's using wonderful men who are willing to step forth and be led by God. John Henry, Noki Pep, and Andrew Ken. Men who are willing to say, God, use me. I want to be obedient to you. God is using these men and their families. It is awesome how God has brought this all together and how people are coming together. Lay men and women are saying we want to give to help support this work out of their pay. Jesus Film is providing Jesus Film backpacks that will be used to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to these areas. Alabaster will be helping in the construction of churches. And there's a place for you if you want to be a part of this exciting work. There is a place where you can give to be a part of what God is doing in Papua New Guinea. The very most re uh, recent addition to our medical staff is Dr. Laura Myatt. Uh, she and her husband just arrived last month on March 3rd. She's an OBGYN. Now God not only calls us to serve in a variety of ways, he also grows us in a variety of ways. He uses each of our life's circumstances along the way in order that we will be able to be best prepared to meet the needs of the people we will eventually come in contact with. Laura has always been very close to her dad. She refers to him as her best friend. Her dad was an OBGYN and a strong Christian. They spent hundreds of hours memorizing and studying entire New Testament books word for word for Nazarene Bible College. Quizzing. College. Bible quizzing. Sorry. <laughs> for Nazarene Bible quizzing. 
As long as Laura can remember, she wanted to be a doctor like her dad. Each step of her education became more difficult and pressured. She found herself calling her dad. During her residency, when things were difficult and she'd leave the, the workplace at the end of the day, as soon as she got to the parking lot, she'd call her dad. And she would share her stories and her struggles and ask for wisdom. On February 6, 2018, she was getting for work. Her dad had gone to the gym to exercise, and he had a heart attack. And he died before EMS could even get there. Laura wrote, in a matter of only moments, my best friend, my mentor, my dad was gone. I have learned what it means to have your faith tested, to lose it, and to slowly begin to rediscover what our hope means. Amen. Laura visited Nazarene Hospital during the summer of 2019. We got to meet her and spend some time with her and her husband, Taylor. She shared a story with me about a patient named Emily. Now, Emily was pregnant, and she developed a condition where her blood pressure was dangerously high. She was far enough along in her pregnancy that it was an easy decision. She needed to go for a C-section. Everything looked good in monitoring the baby up to that point. However, when they got in there and they got that baby out, it was evident that he had been compromised because of his mother's condition. And two days later, he died. Laura shared these words. She says, when I think of Emily, there are so many things that come to mind. One of the most profound lessons I learned was that despite all my medical training, there was nothing I could do to wake a, take away the pain of her loss. As a Christian, as, as one who has so intimately experienced suffering of my own, I know what it is to hold deep sorrow and gratitude simultaneously in the same hand. Despite her profound loss, Emily granted me access to that sacred ground of her suffering and expressed a gratitude for the care we provided. If Kujip Hospital did not exist, the reality is that many women, such as Emily, would not only lose the life of their child, but would likely also lose their own life. As a physician who has made it my life's work to alleviate physical ailments, it was humbling to witness Emily simultaneously holding her grief for the loss of her son with her gratitude for our care. The ministry at Kujip beautifully allowed me to both mourn with Emily and to share with her the ultimate hope that is our redemption in Christ. God is 
indeed still calling men and women, boys and girls, to missionary service. Some overseas, some right here in the U.S., some at a very young age, some well into adulthood, and even after retirement. In fact, I believe we are all called to some form of service. The Great Commission was not intended for a select few, but for all who believe. To what form of service is he calling you? Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Don't put it off. Move forward in it. God will give you what you need to accomplish the task he puts before you. We are excited how God is moving in Papua New Guinea. These really are some very, very exciting days and how God is working and moving things forward. Bringing in doctors, raising up national staff for the hospital, opening up new pioneer areas in PNG, and people who are willing to take and be the beautiful feet of Jesus, taking his good news to the lost. And only God knows the next areas to be opened, be it medical or more pioneer areas or something else. God's work moves forward when his people are faithful and obedient. As you are aware, this is Faith Promise Sunday. Possibly there are some here today who are new to the concept of what Faith Promise is all about and what it means. First, Faith Promise is a way to help the church raise funds needed for local, district, and general church responsibilities. To each of us individually, it simply means listening to God's leading and what he would have you to give to promise in faith to give to the church this coming year. It just might be an amount that drops your jaw and causes you to think, <laughs> no way, I, there's no way I could give that amount. Well, you're right, there is no way you can. Well, now, this is where faith and promise come into effect. You say, Lord, I promise to give what you've laid upon my heart now in faith. I will wait and trust for you to provide it. In Matthew 6, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray like him. And Jesus assured them. For your Father knows what you need before you even ask. How much more will he meet that need if he is the one asking you to give it? Trust your Father who knows what you need to provide it. He will do it. And we thank you guys for your faithfulness in giving to missions to the World Evangelism Fund so that others in Papua New Guinea and other world areas can hear and know about the love and grace of Jesus Christ.